Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, welcome one, welcome all. I am Katie Patrick, joined by David Fiorazzo. Whoa, whoa, Amen. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's like a stadium. All right, well, we're going to head to California, where yeah. a proposed bill would ban schools from suspending students because equity, equity, all in the name of equity. DEI rears its ugly head once again. Okay, so... A California Senate bill introduced uh, recently would ban schools from suspending students who disrupt class or defy teachers, known as willful defiance suspensions. So Bill 247, introduced by a Democrat, Nancy Skinner, said such sus suspensions lead to students dropping out and exacerbate learning loss at a time when many are still behind due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Stop. Full stop. Okay, here, we, Katie, uh, what year is this? 2023. 2023. Okay, so I'm not sure if this is just California or if it's students across the country in our government. It, uh, I almost did what Alex Newman said the government in brainwash camps and the, the government schools across the country if students are still behind because of covid mm -hmm. are it's they still COVID using this excuse yes our president of the Does united it, states is still using this excuse they wait a minute wait a minute did you say our president the <laughs> president our president of the united states the american president of the united states okay call it what you will the man behind the curtain in uh, the white house actually uh, no, he's not behind the curtain. Other people are behind yeah, right. the, the curtain pulling all the gadgets and the strings. And Biden is just moving. But anyway, go ahead, Katie. This is exactly the argument that immediately loses everyone who has any brain cells left. When these politicians say, well, we need to do this because of COVID. We need to do X, Y, or Z because of COVID. We it's need not more, because we of need COVID. We need more taxpayer money because we, of COVID. Because of COVID. It is not because of COVID. It is not because of COVID. It is because our society has deemed it A-OK -okay and I can't make a hand gesture because you'll call me racist, a-okay for students to not be respectful in class, for students to act, what did, what did they call it, willfully defiant in class for years, for decades. It has gotten worse and worse and worse. I believe ever since it's gotten the worst, really, I guess, exacerbated, the speed at which it rolled downhill once they introduced all of these no bullying policies. It just made it so, guess what? More and more bullying happened. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it, it taking away any type of repercussion for students' misbehavior oh, and gosh. defiance in the classroom. It's been happening for decades at this point. Not okay. since COVID. I could go on and on. Yes. I will get off my soapbox. Let me jump in here because I, I see something I've got to comment on. First of all, Nancy says, students belong in school. But here's what it also says. Instead of kicking them out, no, I mean, no matter what they do, however they misbehave or defy or disrupt, right? We owe it to students, ready? To figure out what's causing them to act out and help them fix it. So it's not their fault. It's the parents, it's society, it's those 
white male Christian cisgender. What did that guy, the social justice did, guy, teacher did, say? Yeah, the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah I so don't know their all fault. of these things. It's not their fault that they're rebelling and throwing chairs in the classroom or disrupting the learning environment. Of course, that's it's not that bad of a thing to disrupt a learning environment in most of these schools, but I digress. Well, she continues. Okay, go ahead. The punishment for missing school should not be, or should not be to miss more school. Students, especially those with behavioral issues, need to be in school where teachers and counselors can help them succeed. And again, I say, what about the rest of the kids? What are they supposed to be doing? Sitting there? while the teachers and the counselors help this one student who willfully is defiant. Now, don't misconstrue what I'm trying to say here. I'm trying to say those students who clearly do not want to be in school learning and who are actively trying to disrupt a class because they know if they disrupt the class, nothing will be done to them other than they're going to get attention. They may actually get to hurt someone physically and get some of their anger out. Um, or they'll, you know, they'll get praised for being that kid who is willfully defiant, who's acting out. I, we, I've experienced this in my own, you know, being raised, we had a student, I remember when I was in sixth grade, whose main focus was to be willfully defiant. To disrupt and the class. Yep. He was, he wanted, he threw Twinkies at walls. He uh, actually punched a teacher. And guess what happened? I saw that kid get dropped. <laughs> and I was so proud that that happened. Yeah, well, they don't do that anymore. No, you're not allowed to do that anymore. What you said is very important. I mean, kids, if they know there are no consequences for their actions, there's, they're not going to get in trouble. They won't, they'll be able to stay in school. Do you think it's going to bother? Plus, they're more popular then, right? Mm -hmm. And so kids, they're in this, the United States of narcissism, how they're being raised now. They want the popularity. So, yeah, I don't think this is a good thing at all, but um, I know this, is, this debate will continue. But these bills, when I got, I got a quote here uh, over in the Epic Times. When these bills take away the tools for dealing with those who are willfully defiant, all they do is just move the violence to a higher level and escalate the violence. You cannot just, <laughs> I hate this expression though, you cannot just throw out the baby, throw out the baby with the bathwater yeah. yep. and get rid of a discipline policy that works. Doesn't it come back to, we don't talk a lot about discipline in the classroom. I mean, when I was in school, you would get your behind yep. rattled. Well, and here's what, what, what I think has been happening, like over the course is, they're trying to say it's all or nothing. So these people who are like, well, you can't kick the kid out of class because, you know, like they're going to miss education time and all that. The ones who are saying, well, we can't have any discipline. They think it's either they're comparing like you being with the physical, like, oh, we used to get our back ends beat or the nuns would take the rulers. Right. Anyone know what I'm talking about? They think it is going to be that extreme so that they do absolutely nothing. Right. So that's what we're at. It's like, well, you can't beat a kid. So instead, just let the kid actually do the beating of everyone else. And that's where we got instead of actually having in school suspensions, having detentions, making it so that that kid is removed from that classroom for that day, for that week. There's something where there's actual punishment mm -hmm. and allowing teachers without being a threat of being, you know, written up themselves, able to enforce rules enforce actual rules and because we're in a mean follow up actually and well that too but like actually be like you hey you're tardy to class the you have to yeah actually follow up <laughs> but it's all because of equity 
Everything that we come down to is because of equity. D-E-I, D-I-E, whatever you want to call it. Diversity, equity, inclusivity. All of it is because they think that it's a racial thing. It's not a racial thing. It's just a, a, a misbehavior. There being a child and a teenager thing. Yeah. We should um, support equal opportunity disciplinary action. Um, Anyway, I'll still to come. An Auburn student group circulates a list of racial slurs toward white people. But just wait until you see the actual list, because some of these words are pretty creative. Stay with us. Well, 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 um, just so you know, based on last story, now this story, uh, racism is A-OK. But again, I won't show you the uh, hand gesture for OK, because that somehow is racist. And um, at Auburn <coughs> University, we have some some of this stuff going on. We have a black student union who recently circulated a seven page document on a group me chat. I don't even know what that is, but group me chat. That was a <laughs> compilation of more than 250 racial slurs toward white people. I'm excited to read some of the list. I hope you are too. Now, among some of these insults, they they said failed abortions, <laughs> deformed DNA, <laughs> mockery of humanity, <laughs> uh-huh. bleach demons. Oh, uh-huh. that's a good one. That's a good one because bleach is like white and right, demons, white right, white right. demons. Okay, that's that's okay. Albino pigs. Same sort of thing. Um, not oh, meant to exist. Jesus. And uh, right. white people was just God experimenting. That's what, that's what some of them said. Let's, let's just read a couple more. Um, personally, I think all of this list, when you just start reading it out loud, sounds like you're uh, given passwords for your new router when you get a Wi-Fi system in, like for your internet at home. Uh, if anyone wants to know my Wi-Fi password for our internet, it was Gifted Fire 273 so if anyone wants to come have my internet, gifted fire 273. Because these ones are, you know, snow possum, sour milk, lice lieutenant. I like discharge doggy. D- discharge doggy. Saltine cracker. Plaster people. The sour cream salamanders. Uh. I mean, snow roaches. These are some good ends. Basically take any object and put it with like an animal or something or a food and you have these insults supposedly the best that these racial slurs can be gotten here at auburn university this was at auburn so this from their black student union okay this is a university in america right yep auburn yes so so, they must have had fun coming up with the list (laughs) uh, screenshots of the group chat were obtained by campus reform and it showed students using the document as you saw titled creaker names to ridicule and mock white people for by highlighting the insults from that whole list. Now, some of the students responded with what their favorites were in uh, Milk Monkeys. Jalen says, Milk Monkeys, gone always make me laugh. And then a little laughing emoji. Elijah said, my favorite is the Vanilla Villager. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Taylor says, Columbus Cadets is the one FR. I don't know. Oh, because Columbus was evil. Oh, I get it. Right. Got it. And then uh, Jada says that mayonnaise monsters. Okay. Like, haha. Eh, anyway. Now, complaints and threats were also made in the group chat regarding passing white people on the sidewalk. And one student referred to white people as palm colored folks. 
That's okay. okay. That's okay. That's okay. You're allowed to do that. Because it's coming from the Black Student Union. So it's okay. okay. It's okay, David. Okay. Uh, and that palm-colored folks reference was when expressing her complaint and threatened, and she threatened to body check them if they wouldn't move out of her way. Maybe she should join the hockey team, I guess. I don't know. But one of BSU's principles is to discourage and abate institutional and individual acts and symbols of racism. They must not meet. I guess white people, it doesn't, doesn't count. So you can do that against white people. Yeah. According, that's not racism. That's not racism. Yeah. Now, additionally, a description on Auburn's student organization page reads that BSU wants to heighten awareness and friendship between races. They might want to recheck that one. I don't think it's working very well. They may want to, like, work on it. So the BSU. Mm-hmm. Black Student Union. Yep. The BS. The BS. The Black U, U. Uh, wants to heighten awareness mm-hmm. and friendship between races by mocking and criticizing yeah. and mm-hmm. slandering another race. So they do that to heighten awareness and friendship between races. This is is just so confusing to me, Katie. I can't catch up. Well, you're white. You wouldn't understand. Now, coming up, did you know (laughs) nearly one in three people think that Benjamin Franklin, yes, good old Benji, was actually the father of the Constitution? He was not. It hurts my heart a lot. And it's one of the reasons a civics literacy test is being proposed as a requirement for college graduation. We're talking about it next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. American civics. Yes. No one knows anything. Well, some so, people do. <laughs> a few. So should it be a requirement that students pass a civic literacy test before graduating college? We've, we'd mm-hmm. have fewer graduates if that was a requirement. <laughs> or it would just, yeah, they would, they would make it so you only need two out of ten correct oh, that, or something okay, like that. Yeah. I, I stand now, corrected. Now, Blueprint for Reform, colon, civics education, is a policy report from the James G. Martin Center for Academic Renewal, a North Carolina-based nonprofit that works toward higher education reform. They're saying yes. Yes, indeed. We should have a, okay. a civic literacy test that you must pass before you can graduate college. Okay. Now, uh, Jenna Robinson, who is president of the Martin Center, said that civic literacy is a necessary precursor to civic appreciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, students can't begin to appreciate things they don't know or understand. We see our policy recommendations as a first step. We think studying founding documents is a particularly good way to get students invested in the ideas. We've been saying this for years. We need to know our history. If we don't know our history, we can't understand where we've been and where we're going and where we want to be of what changes we can appreciate that have been made, what changes still need to be made, and then move as a country. But no, no, not around here. We just want to destroy everything and create nothing. Am well, I accurate in that assessment? Yeah, well, how are you going to build it back better if you don't destroy and dismantle it first? Well, they just want to destroy and dismantle it and not build anything. <laughs> That's where the, argu- the 1619 Project just wants to tear everything down about this country and then not b- build what? They have no solution 
to to they're, dismantling they're, everything. No, they're going to build. They want to destroy. Build back a socialist utopia. How? With uh -huh. what? Exactly. We, well, they don't need the Constitution. They don't need. They don't want Christianity. Anything. They don't need whatever our founders did and wasted their time on, as far as the Constitutional Convention and the Declaration of Independence. Oh. You, you don't need any of that. The Ten Commandments. You don't need David, any of that. David, you're saying about documents that these people do not understand, right. and that's why this organization is saying yes, we need to before you graduate college pass one of those civics liberty or civics tests. Now, the blueprint includes several policy set steps to increase civic literacy among students, and that includes to create programming during freshman orientation on the importance of the First Amendment. Because our journalism in the media don't understand the First Amendment. Our politicians don't understand the First Amendment. Pretty much no one understands the First Amendment. It uh, also, in the blueprint, proposes a mandatory course for college students on American institutions and ideals and to require students to pass a college civics literacy test as a graduation requirement. I obviously see no problem with this. No. But it's sad that we're having it in college because this should have been easily done in junior high, middle yes. school. Yes, yes. This is where all of this should have been learned. But mm -hmm. basically now college is junior high level type thinking, so... Yeah, and I'm gonna I guess date, we'll have that. I'm going to date myself here because I can remember the days when, when I would watch Jay Leno on The Tonight Show do the Loved man it. on the street interviews when he would go to a, either a high school or a college graduation on campus and ask them some of the most basic, basic. questions about United States government or our history and... The answers were, you were embarrassed for these people still in cap and gown. Yes, uh, he would go jaywalking, and I loved those segments as well. <laughs> yeah. So we have in this country, if you want to become an actual citizen, if you're not born here, if you want to become a citizen of the United States, you have to take a citizenship test, okay? It's 100 civics questions. You can get examples of it. You can see how you would do as if you were born here, you automatically get to be here. You don't have to know anything. But people who actually want to be here and want to become citizens have to pass this test. Sadly, we, the ones who were born here, cannot pass this simple test. According to a 2018 study, they found that one in three Americans could pass the citizenship test. One in three only could pass it. Could. 33% wow. of us, people born here, could pass it. Could pass it. Could a, a pass it. A minority. And almost one in six Americans, ages 18 to 29, believe that the Cold War was defined by the struggle for oil in the Middle East. Well, we're just we're just combining things. We don't know. Where, almost this is this gets me. Uh, almost 70 percent believe that Thomas Jefferson was father of the Constitution, and then more of them also believe depending on which year they did the study believe that benjamin franklin was father of constitution did you say thomas edison or jefferson, jefferson. <laughs> thomas jefferson 77 yeah they don't know who he is pretty much all they know about thomas jefferson is that he owned slaves that's what they oh taught. that's right that's, that's right um and another one in four people believe that the supreme court is responsible for impeaching the president it is not nope it is not <clears throat> the house will impeach the president house of reps house of reps what's that it's one half of Congress. Anyway, <laughs> if you take a look at this little document, it's called the United States Constitution. It says very specifically who can, you know, impeach, which, which is just the House of Representatives. Can well, most impeach. people don't understand question number one. And oh, the, the, on, on the, a, the, yeah, the supreme, just simple pr the supreme principles. law of the land. Yeah, what it, we don't know. Um, um, it's what we make it up. Uh, the Constitution. Just know the Constitution, everybody. What does the Constitution do? I don't know. 
It's all about white supremacy, right? That's what it does. No. It sets up the government. It defines our government. It protects your basic rights. Uh, what The first three words of the Constitution. Oh, no. We, the people. We, the people, people. People, people. We are the only country that is founded on an idea. Yes. Be proud of that. Understand that. It's we, the people. We are founded on an idea. This just... I'm going to take this laptop and chuck it pretty soon. Because Not this we. is what boils my blood. <laughs> Not in a fun way either. Not Simple we the government, we the Simple people. understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay, well, yeah. Um, how about what is one right or freedom? It's amazing if they can't even get one no, uh, in, in the First Amendment. They can't. There one are five. right they or can't. freedom. They can't. There are freedom five. Freedom of? I don't know. All right. Speech, religion, assembly, <laughs> press, petition the government. Boom. There they are. I'm just going to call myself over here because up next, we have our latest Babylon Bee headlines. Yes. To discuss. Stay right there. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, before we wrap this show up for the day, let's take a look at everyone's favorite satire site, The Babylon Bee. Here are this week's top five Babylon Bee headlines. Well, as always, we picked our favorite headlines and we'll now decide which one should be named Queen of the Hive. We start with Ilhan Omar withdraws support for East Palestine after learning it's in America. Next, Goose getting suspicious. This F-18 is following him. Next, Biden sends arrangement of fighter jets spelling be mine to Zelensky for Valentine's Day. And U.S. retaliates for Chinese spy balloon by releasing spy inflatable flailing arm tube man. And finally, hell finally gets Chick-fil-A, but it will only serve cauliflower sandwiches. Oh, my. Katie. Your wow. top pick of the week. They're quirky this yep, week. Yeah, I they describe are. Describe them as quirky. They are. Uh, I have to go on the first one. Ilhan Omar. I mean, because mm, East Palestine is in Ohio. That's right. So, of course, she's going to withdraw support. That, that's too on the nose again. Sometimes when Babylon B gets these uh, political ones, especially like on the nose yeah. i love it what do you got well i like the one that, that biden sends an arrangement of fighter jets spelling <laughs> be mine to Zelensky. for those of you that don't understand uh, vladimir Zelensky of ukraine he's a bad guy he's a globalist he's a anti-christian guy he's a disciple of justin uh, trudeau up in canada that was one of his mentors and so Zelensky is not a good guy we need to be concerned about the people in ukraine the churches there and the people that are suffering the innocent people that need help and support but the government there is so off the rails left and globalist, and Zelensky is not a hero, yet we're giving them billions of dollars. So Biden's love affair with Zelensky, is, is it's absolutely corrupt and it's wrong, but I like the way they did it. Oh, he's sending these fighter jets spelling be mine. 
to Zelensky. So hope you had a nice Valentine's Day last week. Anyway. Love. What? Yes, love. How do you do that? Like this? Love. Love. No. All right. Love. All right. That's going to wrap up our headlines for the week. More satire next time. Katie? All right. If you are a fan of the show, please do that thing you do when you like, you comment, you share. If you're watching us on social media. Now for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.